Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. victory on the eve of the game. I mean, are you kidding me? No place I'd rather be than Hogan Road. We are 24 plus hours away from toe to leather and the Jaguars. And what is many are saying a first round playoff game, you know, has kind of that conference championship feel. On a college football Saturday, where if you want to advance, you better win. Unless you're Bama, but that's another story for another day. We're not, we're not even going to get into that. First off, let me say this. Relax, people. Relax. My goodness, the stress right now on the roadways. I've never seen anything like it. Breathe. Breathe in the air. Don't be afraid to care. Leave. Don't leave me. Look around. Choose your own ground. As a matter of fact, why not put that on late tonight if you're trying to get some sleep? It's one of the greatest albums ever produced. Uh, Produced, by the way, by Alan Parsons of the Alan Parsons Project. That, of course, being Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. It took me 90 minutes to get here. What the hell's going on on Phillips and Southside? I, I mean, traffic has never been an issue in Duval. As far as I'm concerned, this is still a little town that's trying to grow up. And I say that out of respect. It's not Boston. It's not Chicago, where every day people drive to and from and go absolutely crazy. But today, man, um, on the way over here, I think I got the bird six times. Three or four of them were probably because people recognized who I was. But the others were just like trying to weave in and out. So, Sit back and enjoy. Be safe. Certainly, that's going to be the case tomorrow night. I mean, look at Southside Boulevard right now. Look at some of these others. You know that it is going to be a complete disaster downtown. Okay? I mean, make no bones about it. It's going to take forever for you to get there, forever for you to get home. It, that's just where you are. Okay? That that particular building and, and that setting with the construction can't handle a massive amount of people and eventually they will when the construction is done and but that's gonna take a long time because Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson are doing what they're getting ready to build a brand new stadium in downtown Jacksonville and it's going to be unbelievable because the turnover has already taken it's um you know it's already made its move if you will and that's going to continue Tomorrow night, and then you remember the fact that Trevor Lawrence is only 23 years of age, and that this is going to be the norm for years and years to come for Jacksonville in a division in the AFC South where Houston, Indianapolis, 
and Tennessee will all be in pursuit of new quarterbacks later on this year, whether it's through free agency or the NFL draft. That's not the case here. Do yourself a favor. My understanding is that the parking lot's open at 4 o'clock. Get there as early as you can. Make sure you leave for the stadium as early as you can. I mean, one thing that, you know, I guess we're saving paper, right? Isn't that the reason why they no longer print out tickets and, and do things along those lines? I used to love, I mean, there's, there's some old school in me. I love reading a, a, a hardcover book. I kind of liked the old days of the ticket stub. You know, I got some cool ticket stubs, Gibby. Unfortunately, I have the media credential stub of when Dale Earnhardt passed. Um, we were going through some stuff the other day where I, I found a ticket stub and I showed it to you. It cost $27 for the 1993 game of the century uh, between Florida State and Notre Dame, even though I paid 600 bucks for two tickets. I, I have the inaugural tickets for the Jaguars' first season in 1995. It, it doesn't... There used to be something cool about, you know, getting the ticket, having the ticket get ripped, sticking it in your pocket, then finding it when you get home. And for those of you who save that type of stuff, it's, uh, it's a pretty neat memory. Concert tickets as well. I got Pink Floyd, the Rolling Stones, and the Who, and Eric Clapton with Phil Collins and all that. You don't get that anymore when they put it on your phone. Well, you can screen, first of all, not Gibby, but I understand Gibby was here. But... You can screen. Did I call you Gibby? Yes. All right. You can screen. Tell you what, I got six birds on the way over, (laughs) and I just put that up on YouTube. I I apologize. I didn't realize I was on on live TV. Um, I may be a little rattled right now. Okay, go ahead. See that if you screenshot the picture of RJ, of um, you know your QR code with your ticket, that's like the new. You know, having a ticket stub. Like, hey, you can look at this old photo of a screenshot picture on your phone. Yeah, but that's kind of new. Then. That's fake. That's like that garbage you it's can do where, where you can, like, have you with, like, a famous person. You know, you can be there standing with, like, Marilyn Monroe or Dr. Martin Luther King or, hell, Abraham Lincoln. You know, you can kind of Photoshop your way into it. I haven't seen that. Yeah, they, they all, uh, that's out there uh, as well. Anyway, have fun, people. Be smart. If you're going to get wasted, okay, have a designated driver. My goodness, it's going to be brutal. It's going to take a long time. Getting wasted for a football game. I understand getting wasted for a concert. Yeah, I did that earlier in my life. Do you really want to get wasted for a football game? I mean, don't you want to be able to, to see the game, understand the game? Remember the game? I mean, everyone's different. I mean, I'm sure you can go to the game. You can lay tape as I always do, and go back and, and look at it. I mean, what's more important, the, the, the great buzz and not really understanding what's going on in-game, or do you maybe kind of get after it, you know, maybe a little bit more methodically in a scenario like this so you remember exactly what does happen? I don't know. It's interesting. And I understand the tolerance is big here. There are those out there, uh, men and ladies, who can – handle much more uh, than others. I got a couple of good friends. They drink a couple of beers. They're done. They're absolutely wasted. I got others who can drink a case of beer, and they know exactly what is going on. But anyway, it's, it's going to be a blast. It's pacing yourself tomorrow. Yeah, it's yeah. a long day before that kickoff, man. It's not, you know, you're used to the 1 p.m. tailgates, you know, where you might have like an hour or two of drinking. This is like 
You have six hours. Pace yourself. Pace and base. You know what that means? Get some bread in your early. You know, get pizza. up and whether it's bagels, yeah, whether it's last night's pizza, maybe it's some French toast, maybe it's pa- get a good base in. You know, th- think of it as like um, your overall foundation. You know, you want good, solid concrete. You don't want the mafia-related fake concrete that went through the big dig in Boston for years for crying out loud. Things are falling over. Girders are breaking because the mob was making cash hand over fist. You want a good, solid base. So get that in there early and then uh, start to get after it. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've never been invited to so many tailgate parties as I have for tomorrow. And, you know, I'll be obviously covering this game. But, you know, now that I'm no longer the sideline reporter, I will say that there's been times where I've been able to kind of sneak in you know, right around 12.30, 12.45, and get to the press box and, and get there at 1 o'clock. No way tomorrow. I mean, if you just want to show up and go in, um, I'm guessing, what, 5 o'clock for an 8.15? Kickoff is when I need to leave Bartram. I, I got to believe I think it will t- – it just took me, again, 90 minutes. cutting it close. It took me 90 minutes to get here. 5 so is cutting it close tomorrow. I'm thinking 5 o'clock tomorrow, I get to the stadium by, what, 6.30? I hope. I mean, I, I would leave before that. Honestly, I'd leave four o'clock ish just to get there in time. Yeah, I wouldn't. I today traffic was outrageous, man, and there's, there's not even a football game going on. So, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't chance it at five. I love the. Um, I love this feeling. It's great. I love it for you. I love it for Jaguar fans. I mean, this is just. Um, you know, and I, I, I have my fun about don't ask me for tickets and don't do this and don't do that. Of course, many have. And, you know, I'm not one of those who's going to climb all over people and say, whoa, where were you when this team was winning one game a year or two? I'm not, I'm not going to waste time doing that. I get it. People want to be a part of the party. People want to be a part of something that is outstanding. Okay? When things turn around, winning fixes every problem Period. I mean, think about what tomorrow means and think about how this is really the beginning. And I mean this. I'm not trying to, um, you know, take you to a place that I don't believe. But as far as I'm concerned, they're going to kick the living snot out of Tennessee tomorrow. I I have a 31-14 final. And I'm posting that right now. My biggest concern, I'm going to ask you about this tonight at 641-1010 on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Who do you want to play next week? Who do you want to host? Okay? Tennessee is dead. I I would love to give you this scenario of uh, the romance of two ships crossing paths in the middle of the night. I can't. Jacksonville is a well-oiled, fire-powered steaming locomotive on water. Tennessee is dead. Tennessee is sunk. Okay? They've lost six in a row. They stink. They can't do anything on offense outside of uh, Derrick Henry. Defensively, okay, I got you. They're bringing back some players who didn't face the Jaguars a couple of weeks ago, including Danico Autry, including Christian Fulton. Hooker went out in the second quarter or early in the second half. He's back. Um, 
you know, Simmons is going to play in this game. He missed last week. We already spoke on King Henry. Mike Vrabel gambled. He rested his guys. They're going to be good to go. It's not going to matter. I mean, tomorrow night is the start of domination over Tennessee, hosting a playoff game, and then how does this team keep it moving this year? But not only that. I mean, face it. You're playing with house's money. You're playing with the house's money right now. There's not a person alive who thought that this team was going to the playoffs back in the month of October or or even August, for crying out loud. And when you went through that five-game losing streak, what we are witnessing right now is absolutely spectacular. But remember, as great as it is, it's going to be even better next year. It's going to be even better down the road because you have your quarterback and you have your coach. And the next thing you know, you're going to have that brand new building. And Jacksonville is going to be a dominant team in the AFC South. And who knows? Maybe one of the dominant teams in the National Football League. Enjoy it. Enjoy today. Enjoy tonight. Enjoy tomorrow. Savor this. Don't be so quick to get to that game. Enjoy it right now. That's my only message to you. All right, we got a lot to do tonight. We are jam-packed up until 8 o'clock. We're going to check the money with the Philly Rooster. That is in about mm, 25 minutes or so. Absolutely, as always, I I do want your feedback. Um, You know, do you think that perhaps I have taken too many happy pills? Um, Do you believe that, um, you know, I have a screw loose? You know, I've had some people say, Baloo, for crying out loud, uh, you know, you want Tennessee to win. I I can't – there's only been a few. And, you know, I, may, maybe I shouldn't even waste air time because there's only been a few. And, and you know, you could say whatever you want, and I, I typically respond, and I'm okay with it because I, I get that people will try to say whatever it is to – get a rise out of me or whatever it is. But honestly, even my worst enemy out there, is there one of you who really thinks I want Tennessee to win this game tomorrow? I mean, are you kidding me? Out of all the things that you can say, is that realistically one of them? And it's not about me. It's about the game. But, I mean, you've got to be kidding me. And, you know, I get the fact that you as a Jaguar fan, you're so accustomed of – Turning the other cheek, you know? You're a Jaguar fan. Here come the mean old Tennessee Titans. They beat the pulp out of us in Nashville. They come in here. They shatter dreams. So I get it, okay? You're that kid who walked to school the same way every day. And the big bully took you. He beat you up in front of your girlfriend, and he stole your lunch money. And it happened year after year after year after year, here and there, there and here, AFC championship, everything. It's over, folks. It's over. Dominant performance tomorrow night. Jacksonville 31, Tennessee 14. Opening comments brought to you by Schmunez Vision. I have known Dr. Neil Schmunez since, uh, well, I got back into town in 2006. Let me tell you about Schmunez Vision. Family organization out at the beach. And again, you could be sitting way up tomorrow night in some nosebleed seats. And even with that tremendous scoreboard, you may struggle to see what's actually happening 
on the field. Maybe a daily occurrence. It just got dark. You're driving home. Just talked about the traffic, all right? Maybe you're having trouble seeing whatever it is that is in front of you. Maybe you're looking for a street sign, or maybe you're looking for a business, or no matter what it is, your eyesight is often overlooked. And to me, that's totally not the right way to go. You only have one set of eyes. You need to take care of them. That includes contacts. I see it or hear about it all the time. Okay, folks sleeping in their contacts. You're not supposed to sleep in your contacts. The, the best analogy I could give you would be this. Would you sleep in your drawers and then get up and wear them the next day? You wouldn't, right? No Tennessee fans listening, right? No, th- that wouldn't be the case. Same with contacts. Very unsanitary, okay? About the grossest thing that you can do with everything that is out there, don't sleep in your contacts. So no matter what your eye needs are, uh, whether it is a um, medical, surgical, as far as eye care, or everything else in between, only one stop here in Jacksonville. That is 299-2906, or go to schmunezvision.com. Care, you can see. Apparently, we are on TV. I found that out. Unfortunately, I, I made a uh, a hand gesture that I... Was not aware of, but I didn't realize that we were actually on YouTube. You know what? On the internet, you can do almost anything you want. Um, so, yes, if you go to YouTube, which is Rick is doing right now, <laughs> if you go to YouTube, uh, go to Tencent XL's YouTube page. We're the first video. Share us with your friends. Give us a like. Comment. Let's have some fun, Jacksonville. Enjoy this ride. Jacksonville 31, Tennessee 14. How about you? Best way to get us, 641-1010 on the text line, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. I was checked the money with the Philly Rooster. That's about uh, 15 minutes away. I'm surprised it's coming in on Tennessee. What's going on? The Philly Godfather earlier in the week took Tennessee and the points. So, so did Rafael Esparza. Yeah, traditionally, I, I love points. I do. But they're missing the main message here. Tennessee has no pulse. Tennessee's dead. Okay? It, Tennessee is not Jason Voorhees. Tennessee is not Michael Myers. They're not all of a sudden going to have... You know, this electrical bolt that comes down, not from the heavens, because we're talking about, um, you know, infamous uh, serial killers. So it comes from some other evil planet, but the beam comes down and all of a sudden it hits just the right particular artery and nerve in the in the hand and it, it, it electrocutes the body. And next thing you know, Michael Myers reappears. All right, that's not happening here with Tennessee. Tennessee's dead. This team's lost six in a row, all right? Uh, The fight is gone. They're injured. Uh, Let me me spill some facts out to you. They're dead last in passing defense. Game over. They are the worst team in pro football when it comes to pass defense. They give up 280 yards a game. So even if the king eats, give me your top five kings, by the way. Rank kings for me. Uh, jeez. <laughs> I know I put uh, you on LeBron the spot. LeBron James, number one. Of course, LeBron James. Right. Well, actually, Jesus Christ, king of all kings, number one. All right. With a bullet. Uh, LeBron, number two. 
<sighs> King James had a great Bible. Um, that's really all I got. That's all you got. King George, we hated. We left him. Um, King, I don't know many kings. King Henry, what was that? What was, is that France? They chopped his head off? That's all I got, dude. That's all you got That's, when it comes to kings. What do you got? Me? <laughs> kings of Leon? I don't know. The band? Well, Famous I'm going to first go with the uh, great... Uh, Wayne Gretzky? Early morning. April 4, the great Dr. Martin Luther King. Oh, of course. Is number one. And I think I need to be well-rounded in this survey, so give me Billie Jean King. Okay. I'm into getting away with what I can get away with, whether it's legal or illegal. So give me Don King. Oh, still alive, by the way. Still robbing boxers of their purse. A sport that is real, a sport that we love. You got to go to the King Jerry Lauer. Okay, wrestling. And then number one of all time, the greatest king we've ever had. King Kong. Oh, my God. That's your number one. Give me one. King Kong. That's your number one king. My number one king of all time is King Kong. All right. So Derrick Henry can be even King Kong tomorrow. King Kong's going to eat. Derrick Henry's going to eat. Okay? He's going to get his. He's going to get lathered up early, and he's going to pick up some first downs, and, and, and he's going to move the chest. He is a phenomenal football player. Do not be alarmed, okay? Relax. This is a 60-minute game. And and think of the drive that Tennessee had. It took me nine minutes off the clock and what they were able to do to go up 7 nothing. And the fact that Henry had 96 yards in the first quarter. I talked to Dave Campbell about it last night. Looking forward to sitting next to him tomorrow night covering this game in the press box. What type of adjustments in-game is Jacksonville going to make to be able to slow him down? Okay? That's what it comes down to. Josh Dobbs and the pass offense? No. And again, the flip side of it. So, even if they do shorten the game like they did in the first quarter, even if they do get on the board as they did a few weeks ago, remember, up 7 nothing and then up 14-7. What happened? Jacksonville made some changes. Jacksonville made some adjustments. All of a sudden, you had some three and outs. All of a sudden, you had a couple of turnovers. What did Jacksonville's offense do? They began striking from all over the football field. And again, this defense in Tennessee right now is 32nd in the NFL when it comes to defending the pass. Uh, Let me give you these numbers as well before I get out of here and bring in the Philly Rooster. We're going to be jam-packed tonight, but I... I really want to spend some money with him as far or spend some uh, time with him as far as where the money in the overall bets are going. Remember, there's two ways to look at it. I always go against the general public. I don't necessarily go against the money. I say that in a <clears throat> if I was betting type of situation. But back to the defense in Tennessee. All right. Dead last in pass defense. They're 25th overall in, uh, you know, total uh, defense. What are they good at? They're number two in the league when it comes to defending the run. That is their bread and butter. This is a classic Big Ten slash AFC South style of football. Run, defend the run. 
Tennessee wants this to be a 14-13 game that you're there, you sit down, and it's over because both teams are running it, both teams are moving the clock, and it becomes a very fast-paced football game. That's not going to be the case, not with this offense, not with where Trevor Lawrence is at this particular time, not with all the weaponry that this team has. And what has been so, you know, just phenomenal to observe the last couple of weeks, it's not like it's just the king in the case of Tennessee. Trevor Lawrence has thrown what? Just one TD, a couple TDs in the last couple of games? I mean, that defense that I just talked about, they haven't allowed a touchdown in two games. You went to Travis Etienne last week. I think he ended up with, what, nine carries, well over 100 yards. Marvin Jones Jr. became your leading wide receiver. Go back to the weeks prior to that. Huge game for Evan Ingram. Huge game for Zay Jones. Huge game for Christian Kirk. Jamal Agnew, you look at him every time, you know, he may get 10 snaps a game. He gets five or six targets. And he's picking up first downs, whether it's on a counter or, you know, it's a, a pass either behind the line of scrimmage or, or just barely past uh, the line of scrimmage. It's just been fascinating to watch what this football team is doing. So I'm not going to do this next week, obviously regardless of who the opponent is. This has as much to do, in my opinion, about how bad and how broken Tennessee is as to how well things are going right now with the Jaguars. Does that make any sense? I they, couldn't agree more. They I mean, need three they're, they're worst the, teams. They're the worst team in the NFL I, right now. I, you know what? I tend to agree with you. What would you say? Houston? I mean, Houston just Houston beat just them. beat them. Yeah. Houston just – who's a worse team right now? Do you know that – Maybe the – no, not the Browns. I just told you that and, – and diehard Jaguar fans are aware of this anyway. But Tennessee is 32nd against the pass, their pass defense. They're 25th overall in total defense. They're 30th overall in total offense. Jesus. So think about that. <laughs> You got a night game in Duval against the 30th ranked offense, a 30th ranked offense that is walking Josh Dobbs out there tomorrow night against the 25th ranked defense Jacksonville will be going up against with the 32nd worst passing defense. I mean, look at the numbers, ladies and gentlemen. And they're a game away from going to the playoffs. I mean, to me. I that's what I hate about the NFL is that a team like Tennessee is even eligible to be you know if they somehow pull this off like you just said one of the worst scoring teams and one of the worst defensive teams is going to host a playoff game Tennessee's scoring 17.6 points again okay <laughs> it, m- remember the historic bad season that Jacksonville had a year ago we talked about it all the time they scored 14.9 last year they allowed 26.9 that's a difference of 12 points per game in game it's absolutely unheard of it was just awful those same numbers Jacksonville this year has gone from 14.9 up to 24 even man they've improved by nine points a game offensively nine in one year defensively they've shaved it from 26.9 down to 20.9 they've shaved six points off of what they did a year ago defensively 
This team was a difference of 12 a game in 2021. They've improved this year. Let's see. They've improved by 15. They're a 27-point difference this year per game than they were a year ago. Not for the season. 12 plus 17. That is a 27-point difference. Points scored, points allowed in one season per game. Do you remember us talking about it during the offseason? Could Jacksonville go from 14 a game to maybe 20 a game? Could Jacksonville go from 26.9 allowed a game, maybe shave that down to, you know, 25, 24? They used to score like six points a half. Look at what they've done. <laughs> like six points in the first half is what they averaged or something. They're a better team, people. So good. This so is a better football team. Enjoy it. Enjoy this moment. Enjoy this break. You're going to hear from our fine sponsors. Also, you get an opportunity to hear from the best. That is the Philly Rooster. We check the money next here on Into the Night. Now, another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line. Brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. If you're looking for trouble, just look right in my face. I was born standing up. Highlighting the greatest Talking kings. Back. My daddy was a green Because the king is here. And he will take the field tomorrow night. For the Tennessee Titans in a matchup here against the Jaguars. And the king is going to eat. He always does. But they cannot contend. And remember, 91 yard, 96 yards in the first quarter for King Henry when they met a few weeks ago. Uh, then Jacksonville started scoring. They made Tennessee a one-dimensional team. And if you make Josh Dobbs in Tennessee a one-dimensional team, you've got to love the Jaguars' chance of getting a ton of stuff on Kings. Burger King has been added oh, now. that's a good one. Um, Stephen King, you know, is a Red Sox fan. He's little evil dude who hangs out in Maine. I didn't mention him. I, I went with Dr. Martin Luther King. I went with Billie Jean King. And I'm doing this because I want to satisfy everyone, right? I went with uh, the great uh, wrestler, uh, Jerry Lawler, the King, Jerry Lawler. I went with Don King because why not? He's hilarious. I mean, you got to. I mean, the guy, for crying out loud, would <laughs> one of his – his boxer would get knocked out. He'd walk over him to get to the next guy. I think that was a, was that Foreman Ali. I don't remember which fight that was. And then, of course, the overall king for me is always been and always will be King Kong. All right, King well, Kong Bundy. I was introduced to during the break. By the way, King Thank Kong Bundy time. never saw the sun in his life. He was about a four hundred pound man, bald, striking. Always played the role of a bad guy. I loved watching King Kong Bundy growing up up east back in the days of the W. WF. I imagine our buddy, the Philly Rooster, who grew up in Philadelphia, probably, whether he wanted to or not, maybe caught a little bit of wrestling back in the day. He goes into the night with Rick Ballou. Philly Rooster, how are you, sir? Good, Rick. And I, absolutely big wrestling fan. Bruno San Martino was my favorite. He was a Philly guy, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Loved they used to hang out. My uncle knew them. 
back before they were making any money, they were as broke as everybody else. But, uh, yeah, I met a bunch of wrestlers back in the day. He had the belt for like seven years before he lost it to the superstar Billy Graham, who then lost it to Bob Backlund, who then lost it to the Iron Cheek, who then lost it to Hulk Hogan. But it was amazing back in those, or, yeah, he was Hulk Hogan at the time. But it was back then the only way the belt would change hands would be at the Madison Square Garden. So they'd come to Philly, the Spectrum. They'd come to the Boston Garden because it was more regional then. But it didn't matter. The belts wouldn't change only in the big city. Yeah, and uh, everybody looked forward to it. But I'll tell you, it was entertaining as hell. It's still entertaining. I mean, I'm close friends with uh, John Layfield, JBL. Really? Uh, Yeah, we have dinner a couple times a year and, you know, talk about the old wrestling. He's got a great podcast for all. For you uh, wrestling fanatics out there. So, so when um, Vince fired him years ago, was that a real firing, or was that just kind of a write-up as they always do? It's a write-up. He, they're still friendly. He he goes back for some events. He actually was just at WrestleMania uh, yeah. this past year. Uh, so yeah, they they he 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 was just beat up, broken down. He had to, had to take a break, and now he's kind of back in the fold a little bit, doing some events, but. Yeah, like I said, he's got a great podcast with Briscoe. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know the name of it offhand, but uh, look it up. It's great. Is is it Jack Briscoe, Jerry Briscoe? I, I don't know if they're Jerry. both still alive. Okay. Hey, serious question, because people have. You have a bet on wrestling? I, it's happened over the years if I got a tip. Uh haven't done it in probably 15 years. Um and it's very hard to get action now. Once it came out, I'm, I'm telling you, when I was young, we believed it was real. <laughs> Everybody believed it oh, was yeah, real. Oh, yeah, we all did. And that's why yeah. that's why dads were around to tell us that we were wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I didn't believe my dad. <laughs> this is as real as it gets. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got some good stuff to, to get to. Uh, let's begin with the national title game on Monday night and you know to me I'm always a little bit concerned like this uh, obviously as an avid college football fan it, it seems like this national title either comes down to a last second play or it's a blowout and when you have a number here 13 14 it can be a little scary depending on which way you're looking uh what's your opinion on this one Philly Rooster yeah this one opened 13 and a half 16 and a half um creeped down to 12 and a half and the total went up to 62-and-a-half. This one is real interesting. A couple of the games we're going to talk about today are interesting, but 81% of the bets and 87% of the money are on TCU here. Uh, TCU impressed the whole nation with what they did last week uh, over Ohio, over Michigan. Um, Georgia fought to the death. Oh, should have lost that game against Ohio State. So the public feeling on Georgia is way down. The public feeling on TCU is way up. That's why you see these numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say you never judge a game by what happened in the previous game because, you know, all these teams put up stinkers here and there. I think TCU's offense will be able to hang with Georgia. Georgia's defense isn't what it used to be. But I'm going to stay away from the side here because I can see – a window of possibly Georgia coming out and showing how much better they are right up and down the roster against TCU. But I like the over here. Like I said, with the way Georgia's defense has been playing and how good TCU's offense and receivers are playing, I don't think 62 and a half is going to be enough in this game. I'm with you. I think it's going to come down to either a big blowout or a real close game at the end. 
Uh, but I think it's going to be higher scoring affair either way. I'm going over 62 and a half. All right, over 62 and a half, says Philly Rooster. Um, you know, this game at one point was 13 and a half, maybe even 14. I see that it's dipped because of the TCU money. Is it at a point now where if you're a TCU fan, it's a little too late? Do you, it sounds to me like you're going to leave the side alone here. Yeah, it's it's too it's too low. It's tempting me to bet Georgia at this point because you know once you come off that fourteen number, thirteen's uh, actually a decent number in college too, and you get down into the twelves. I'm now looking at a team that probably would have been a twenty point favorite mid season against TCU, and really neither team has changed that much. Uh, it's just some recent play that this number is based on, and the public's driving it down which is always a scary thought. I, I may end up on Georgia here if this thing creeps down anymore. All right, two pretty important games coming up tomorrow. Obviously, we'll get to Tennessee here in Jacksonville in just a moment, but let's get to the earlier game. That's Kansas City and just how incredibly how everything is has changed now as far as the top seed uh, in the AFC against the lowly Raiders, who it appears they've cashed things in. Pretty big number here, somewhere in the neighborhood of nine with the Chiefs visiting in Las Vegas against the Raiders. How do you see this one? Yeah, it actually opened six and a half, fifty and a half. Um, it went all the way up to nine and a half, fifty two and a half. But that was just based on, you know, the moves Vegas made with coaching and what they're doing with the quarterback situation. Stidham's going to play. Um, so that was no real money. And then when this line settled in at nine and a half, the Raider money started coming in. 59% of the bets are on the Raiders and 90% of the money right now in Vegas on the Raiders, which is shocking to me. Um, you know, the chiefs do not cover. It's, it's a strange thing. They're, they're They covered a couple games early in the season, um, but overall they have a losing record against the spread. So I just think even with the public money on this, and you know, I'm usually against it. Um, I like the Raiders. I'm going to wait for this game to go to 10. I think it will. Because I think in the end, there's going to be sharp money coming in on the Chiefs under a 10-point spread. And I'm going to take Raiders plus 10. All right. Jared Stidham, uh, obviously, against Patrick Mahomes. We'll see if it gets up to 10. They're favoring the Las Vegas Raiders. Philly Rooster, let the uh, listeners out there get all your information so they can get a hold of you. At Philly Rooster on Twitter. Uh, we have the Philly the, the early Rooster hotline. You get some real sharp games. The hotline hit close to 60% for the year last year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the phillygodfather.com where you get premium selections. It's 3 bucks a day and uh, the best deal on the planet. All right, let's get to Sunday. Detroit and Green Bay, uh, much like the Jaguars, the Packers, the Steelers. I mean, teams who have been on great runs as of late. Uh, going to be very cold playing this game at Lambeau Field coming up on Sunday. Yeah, Green Bay opened four forty-eight and a half, creeped up to four and a half, forty-nine and a half, which isn't really much um, of a move. I mean, this is Goff's game to win, in my opinion. I know he's on the road, but Green Bay is just not as good of a team. They're an eight and eight team. That's what they are now. I know they've been on fire the last few weeks, but when you look at Aaron Rodgers' stats, he really hasn't gotten that much better. Fifty-eight percent of the bets and seventy-three percent of the money are on Detroit here. So I think there's some agreement with the Sharps and the public on Detroit, and I'm going to agree. I like Detroit plus four and a half. 
I think if Green Bay pulls this out, it's going to be an Aaron Rodgers last-minute drive, which, let's face it, prime time, he's not very good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's no Patrick Mahomes, but I think plus four and a half is a safe bet here. Now, most of my, just about all my focus has been on the, the AFC. We know that in week 18, 11 teams have clinched, 13 have been eliminated. There's still eight teams out there vying for three spots, and, and, and two of those, you know, well, one will come for the game here, Jacksonville and Tennessee, which we'll get to in a moment. Obviously, if Green Bay wins, they're in, but my understanding is if Seattle wins earlier over L.A., then that knocks Detroit out of the game. Um, does that have any bearing on when to make this particular wager? It does, and there's a lot of that this week. Uh, they tried to make it as even as they could, but yet Detroit will have nothing to play for if Seattle wins, which I take into consideration, but you have to take into consideration the Aaron Rodgers factor. Detroit would love to knock him out. And Goff, really, he has to prove himself either way. You know, this is a primetime game. I think Detroit plays hard either way. Now, obviously, if they go down 21 nothing and they're already knocked out of the playoffs, that's a different story. Um, but I think Detroit's going to be competitive either way. I'm going to bet this early because I have a feeling if Seattle wins, this line's going to go down. But I like Detroit, whether they're fighting for a playoff spot or not. Ah, those CEOs, those knuckleheads, they wanted this prime time on Sunday. They should have put it prime time on Saturday where it still absolutely meant everything, knowing that the winner of Jacksonville, Tennessee, no matter where you put it, including prime time if they did on Sunday, the winner of that game is in. Let's discuss that right now. Uh, tons of hype here in the city of Jacksonville, Florida. Tomorrow night, 8-15, Philly Rooster, Jacksonville hosts Tennessee. How do you see it? Yeah, it opened 5.5, 38.5, creeped up to 6.5, 39.5. percent of the Vegas bets right now are on Tennessee, but only 47% of the money. Um, there is some interesting stats here. I mean, Tennessee is tremendous. As, uh, as an underdog of five or more, they're eleven and four in the last fifteen times this has happened. Yeah, I'm not a big trends guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I look at it mildly, especially current trends like that. Uh, but it's not a big factor for me. But you know, I'm a Trevor Lawrence guy, and I just think he <laughs> he's the next guy in that tier, that top tier, just under Mahomes and. I think he, this is another coming out party for him. It's at home. Your stadium's going to be rocking. I'm a big Peterson fan. I am all over the Jags here. I already laid six. Um, I'm probably going to lay more six and a half. This game will definitely close seven, in my opinion. You know, it's really interesting as far as the uh, the bets is, what, 59% on Tennessee, you said? 59% of the bets. Only forty percent of the money, so fifty three percent of the money. Okay, so what is Jags? So what is that? All right, so what does that tell us, Philly Rooster, at this point? And and what do you think changes in the next twenty four hours? That tells us that the bigger bets, the sharp money bets. Let's face it: if you're betting over ten thousand dollars a game, then you have a win percentage that can sustain those type of bets. You know, the $50, $200 betters, that's the ticket count. The money count is what I look at more. And I also I always look for games where the ticket count and the money count are way off. 
Now, in this case, they're over 10 points off. So that's telling me the big bets are on the Jags, the little bets are on the Tennessee. Tennessee the little bets are the public bets. The sharp money is definitely on the Jags here. Hmm. Interesting. All right. I love it. Um, but I'll be interested to see if things change. Yeah, that ten grand that only that only applies if you're like what uh, Denny McLean or John Gotti or <laughs> <laughs> you. You'd be surprised, Rick. Yeah. How about uh, <laughs> how about uh, Joe Pesci in uh, in Casino? What was he? Uh, Spalatro, right? Yeah. The, the guy who got buried in the cornfields in Indiana. He. You laying, laying. No, I was taken, taken. <laughs> what a great scene from that movie. All right, Philly Rooster, always a pleasure. Um, once again, let our listeners know how they can please get a hold of you. At Philly Rooster on Twitter and the phillygodfather.com. Three bucks a day. Best of luck on all your plays. We'll talk next week. Take care, Rick. There he goes, Philly Rooster. Was it uh, Spalatra? I know it was. Uh, let's see here. Uh, no, it was Nicky Santoro is who Joe Pesci played in Casino. Why did I say Spalatro? He was an animal in that movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, he's like, he may be. I always thought that, that Pedro Martinez was like the baddest five foot six guy <laughs> in the history of mankind. Okay, because he threw the ball 100 miles per hour. And he wasn't scared of anybody. Joe Pesci in that movie, I think, was. I, I wonder if they put a little bit of fiction into this, because I, why do I want to say it was Spilatro that he and his brother, and they were part of the Chicago mob that went out to Las Vegas. Let me find that out during the break, because I know that uh, you're dying to know that, but maybe they just change it up a little bit. All Very right, let's look it up right now. scene, by the way. Yeah. Very graphic scene. It actually was in Illinois. It. it wasn't in Indiana. And it was the Spilatro brothers. So there you have it. But I, it says here now, Anthony Spilatro played by Joe Pesci. So I guess this other side I pulled up was wrong, the name I gave you. It, it was well, one of the— his name was Nicky in, I thought. It was, it was, it was Spilatro. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, cheated on De Niro's wife with yep. Sharon Stone and all that stuff. They had that little jewelry, a uh, jewelry uh, thievery that that went on that made a lot of money for him. Which that scene made me feel uncomfortable when Joe Pesci was Joe Pesci was getting like hot and heavy with Sharon Stone. Yeah. I just like he's not a he's not a love interest character. No, it was hard to watch. Well, at least it didn't show anything. <laughs> yeah, but even him like kissing, it was like, ugh. What a cast, man! De Niro, Stone, Pesci, James Wood, Don Rickles. Don, you ever hear the Don Rickles story? Well, I'll give it to you thirty seconds. All right, then we'll take a break. He's on Johnny Carson. Um, and Sinatra's there. Okay, this is probably 1974, 1975. So Sinatra's there, and he's with Carson. They bring out Rickles, who was like the best comic of that era. Okay? He tells a story about all of them are in a New York restaurant, different tables. Uh, Rickles is trying to impress this beautiful girl on like a first date. So he goes up to Sinatra, and he says, hey, give me a favor. Come on by and, and uh, say hello. Say hello. And Frank's like, yeah, okay. So Frank finishes his dinner. He walks by. Hey, Don, great to see you. Rickles looks at him and goes, Frank, can't you see I'm trying to entertain oh, no! a guest? <laughs> by the way, James Woods also in that plays like Sharon Stone's creepy ex-husband. Yeah. Oh, my. Like, I forget about some of these actors in this And kind of like her pimp. 
Yeah, like he she pays him, and it's Kevin Pollock's in this. Yep, Frank Vincent. Frank Vincent is one of the individuals. He later went to Sopranos, but he's one of the guys who uh, who really beats down both the brothers uh, in that cornfield. You've never seen. Let, let me tell you, this is how much I think about Casino. If you've never seen it. Don't even watch the Jaguars game tomorrow night against Tennessee. <laughs> Put on Casino from 1995 instead. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. BB King. Celebrating our Kings. Trying to put a little reverse jinx on King Henry. I don't want to say too much because it would be just kind of rude, but um, Derek Truck Studio, Susan Tedeschi Studio, they guess he's got some old guitars from some of the greatest who ever played blues. It's a thrill. And the thrill is not gone when you leave because you kind of take it with you. And you'll be Derek will be at the game tomorrow. Susan will be at the game tomorrow. It is a sold-out venue at the bank. Jaguars, Titans playing for a right to host the playoff game. Who do you want in a week? Who do you uh, uh, Give me – I'm going to go with Baltimore. I was about to say Ravens. Easy. Who do I want in week one of the playoffs? Ravens. Even with Lamar Jackson, they don't scare me whatsoever. If yes. I had to pick a number two team, uh, one of the AFC East teams. Uh-huh. Not named the Buffalo Bills, obviously. Right. Uh, you know, let me – Dolphins, Pats. Let me spend a second on this uh, before we continue on with the Jaguars. If you – Really look at the NFL playoff machine, all right? This is the way it is. Kansas City, number one seed. Um, this is the projection as far as the current playoff picture, okay? It all changed when Buffalo and you had the cancellation. You know that they ruled, and they did so right as we got off air last night. They, they ruled uh, within the AFC about playoff changes. And what does it mean for Jacksonville? Nothing. Nothing at all. Jacksonville wins are hosting a playoff game. That's all you need to know. There is some, you know, concern about where the AFC championship game will actually be played depending on who gets there. And no, they didn't add an eighth playoff team. That was part of the conversation or rumor of it yesterday. Right now it's New England going to Buffalo seven against two. Baltimore going to Cincinnati six against three. The Los Angeles Chargers coming here against Jacksonville, a 5-4 matchup. That is the projection at this particular time. And again, uh, week 18, 11 have already clinched, okay? You can still jockey for position there. 13 have been eliminated. Eight teams are going for three spots that remain, and obviously uh, nothing is more important than what is going on at this particular time with Jacksonville and Tennessee. As we know, that particular equation is is pretty simple. Uh, the winner is in. Uh, the third wild card spot is up for grabs. The Patriots need to either knock off the Bills or they need the Dolphins and Steelers um, to lose 
Okay, so that's the way it works uh, for them. Uh, let me see. Is there? Well, as a matter of fact, there's a couple of other teams uh, that we could talk about as well getting there in the AFC. But who wants to talk about that right now? Let, let's get back to uh, Jacksonville instead because that is the most important thing, uh, obviously, on your mind. R- real quick, though, let me add this. this is fun. I mean, I'm getting a ton, just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, of your responses tonight on our text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure, 641-1010, including this one. Blue, lay off the stadium drunks. <laughs> Listen, I ain't laying off it. As long as you're not driving, I don't care. As long as you're not puking on women and children, I don't care. No one loves a spirit more than I do, okay? My only comment was, do you really want to get so wasted that you don't know what's going on in the game? And if that's the case, I mean, maybe you're, I'll tape it. It's all about emotion. It's all about the party. And, you know, even if I am wasted, I still know when it's a first down. I still know when it's a touchdown. I still know when it's a three and out. I mean, I'm not talking about you falling asleep, your eyes closed at a game. Okay, that that would be that that would be ridiculous. But there are some who get so incredibly, you know, three sheets to the wind that they have absolutely no idea what is going on. I I love to get deep into beverages. I obviously never do during Jaguar games because I, I cover the team. But you understand where I'm at? Oh, dude, I'm on your side 100%. I mean, when I was younger, I'd go to Hurricanes games, get tanked, and then you're like, dude, I don't even remember, like, you know, certain big parts of the game. Like, when you're in the moment, you feel like you're sober, you're watching and never and whatever, but then, yeah, you're like, I kind of ruined that. And, and and my thing is, I got to pee all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not missing important plays in an important game like that because I drank seven beers. Like, I'm going to pace myself. I, would, I wouldn't get that wasted tomorrow, especially ticket prices. If you're going to pay 200-plus for a seat, remember the game. Yeah, listen, we've already been ranking kings. We're not going to rank uh, peeing tonight. <laughs> but a beer pee is right up there. That That is probably number one. Like in the best feeling? No, as far as just complete absolute torture. There have been times oh, before yeah. where I thought my bowels were literally <laughs> going to explode. And the worst one I ever had was when I was with my buddy. It was the first time I ever visited the now totally taken away combat zone in Boston, Massachusetts. And we were underage, but that, that didn't matter. And he was driving. I hate to admit it. That was back in an era where I what did a lot of stupid things. What is the combat things. zone? It was a tiny little... You ever see The Wire? Of course. The Wire stole that idea from the combat zone. The combat zone... Oh, what, like the hood, basically. No, no, no. It was the red light district. Okay. And what they did is they said, let's take all the crime in Boston and put it in a tiny little three, four block area. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. So we'll put in all the peep shows and the prostitution. If you want drugs, you can go there. If you want guns, you can go there. So they put it all together. What the problem was is that people liked that stuff. So it became a huge tourist trap. People would fly into Boston and instead of going to Faneuil Hall or to go see the U.S. Constitution, they're like, let's go to the combat zone. And it all changed after uh, a kid from Harvard was stabbed and he died right on the sidewalk. But we were in there. And just having a really good time. And all of a sudden, we were leaving, and bam, Boston traffic. And and, and I I literally thought my bladder was going to rupture. 
Okay. Dude, I have a story. I rolled out like of the him. car. I rolled right out of the car and right in the middle of a city. I I I hate to admit you this, but do what you do. it happened back in like 1985. I had to. I had to write then. It was the arguably the 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 most painful experience, and I've been hitting the berries too. That's that's not easy. This was the worst thing I ever experienced Dude, I, in my life. I literally had that story happen to me this summer in Puerto Rico, and I'm driving, and you're stuck on the interstate in dead stop traffic in Puerto Rico, and I'm driving, and I can't get to an exit. I'm stopped. I have to go so bad. I I'm I have like a bottle. So I'm trying to pee as I'm driving. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, my God. I had to – finally, I was able to get off to an exit and just go in some bushes on the side of the road. Yeah. Uh, God bless you, San Juan. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an issue. (laughs) It really is. My real drinkers out there know what we're talking about. You know, people brag about – nine years ago tonight, Florida State won the national title. They beat Auburn. So I was at the Rose Bowl in L.A. And – yeah, I've been to the Rose Bowl three previous times, but that was always USC, UCLA. It was my first time ever going to, you know, a game where I, I went as a, you know, I, actually that's not correct because I did sit in the, the the press box in the Rose Bowl, but I took part in some USC uh, pregame parties and postgame parties. But anyway, to make a long story short, there was plenty of bathroom access <laughs> in, in the press box. First quarter of the Rose Bowl, when Auburn got out to a big lead, it was like 21-3. Mm-hmm. You go down there, and it, it's so it's so old, man. I mean, people rag about Fenway Park and, and Wrigley Field, but the Rose Bowl Not is, enough bathrooms? It's just not only not enough bathrooms, but no sound. I mean, if you go to a – if you visit the lavatory in Jacksonville – You'll hear the game. You're going to hear our station. You might you, even see, like, a TV. Yeah, you're going to hear our broadcast. You're going to know what's going on. I remember I went down and I, I and, and and as a matter of fact, I stopped drinking because of mm-hmm. that reason. Okay, I was not covering it. I went as a fan uh, with my buddy Jim Kane, the Godfather, who who passed, you know, the, the, just over a year ago. And I went underneath and I heard the crowd, but there was no TVs, there was no radio. You're like, is that You're the waiting FSU in crowd yeah. or the Auburn? Crowd? And it kept going off. I didn't know did Florida State score? Did Auburn score? So yeah, you have you have to deal with did that. They type have a stuff trough. As well. I don't remember in the Rose Bowl. I honestly do not remember. Wrigley Field does. That you know, the Park Swamp does. used to. I, when I used to go as a teenager to the Gator games, you know, I always thought that was hilarious. I don't know if they still do. It's been a while. The Orange Bowl yes, obviously did. I don't think Tross are around anymore. I, Thank I just, God for that. I, I just don't think that, um, you know, that is really a part of it. 6383. Rick, 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 I understand you calling uh, the shop, but geez, this sounds like all the Urban Meyer rah rah crap you were spewing uh, a year ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of lunch money stolen from me back in the day, but I hope you're right about this game. Tennessee still lives rent free in my head. Jag since day one, but. I am gunshot. I totally get it. I totally understand it. Again, you're conditioned to be this way. You expect something bad to happen. I totally understand your thinking. And, yes, I bought in on Urban. And, yes, I pounded the table about Urban. But also, if you've listened to me over the years, I've never been 
overbearing that the Jaguars are going to win this game, or certainly that the Jaguars are going to dominate this game. I think they're dropping a big number on them tomorrow night. This team is focused. This team is ready. They're a better football team. I mean, they, they really are. And I understand that Danico Autre is returning and, and Christian Fulton is returning and that, uh, you know, what? Um, actually, I haven't gotten the official injury report. Let me check that now. But Amani Hooker uh, is, uh, is returning and Simmons is going to play. Um, you know, really the big question mark, I guess, is going to be with, uh, with Traylon Burks, the rookie first-round wide receiver, whether or not he is actually going to be able to give it a go. Better team. Home crowd. I can't imagine a lot of Tennessee fans are here. I can't imagine that Tennessee fan. I mean, honestly, if you were a Tennessee fan. They're disgusted by their team. Yeah, you've lost six in a row. Jacksonville was two and six. Jacksonville has gone six and two in their last eight games. You, you are looking at two teams that are going absolutely, totally in a different direction. Simple logic tells you Jacksonville wins this game. And I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be a party. I don't think it's gonna be a late, you know, Blake Bortles to Ben Koyak touchdown pass 10-3 victory over Buffalo. And I understand that that was a playoff game, but this has the same magnitude. In a way, it is a playoff game. Because if you win tomorrow night, regardless if you're Jacksonville or Tennessee, not only are you going to the playoffs, you're hosting a playoff game. I think it's the first of two straight there. Tomorrow night, then we'll see who they get in a week. So I am incredibly confident about Jacksonville. And there's so many reasons why. Great staff, different contributors each and every week coming up and making plays for the Jaguars. It's not like they're just leaning on a couple of dudes. All right? And oh, yeah. Who are you going to take in a head-to-head matchup? Josh Dobbs or Trevor Lawrence? Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. King of Pop. Celebrating Kings. Really dressing up King Henry for this one. Love the young man. But not tomorrow night. Not at the bank. Not going to happen. Not against this Jaguars defense. They have gotten better. They've only allowed, what, consecutive field goals in in consecutive weeks. And you're talking about an offense in Tennessee that is just terrible. I mean, just awful. And... They're going to outscore them. They're going to outscheme them. They're hyped. They have so much to play for. The crowd is going to be electrifying. A lot of people ask me a bunch of different questions. Do I know what time the lot's open? I believe it's 4 o'clock tomorrow, right? 4 o'clock is when the lot's do open. I, I've seen a lot of stuff on my Twitter feed of uh, shots that went viral of trying to get into the stadium. I'm going to warn you again. Don't head for the gate to get into the stadium late. If you're heading there at 730, 
you're probably not going to get in. Okay? This is the one time. Actually, it's going to happen to you next week as well. I, I have a feeling it doesn't matter what I say and others say. People are going to do what they want to do. I, I can already sense Monday when we get back here, it's going to be a Jaguars win, but we're also going to get a ton of, oh, I can't believe how bad it was. It took us forever to get in. That's why we're telling you now. I mean, go early. And I understand it costs a lot of money for beer and it costs a lot of money for stuff in the stadium. Okay. So what's more important to you, paying those prices and watching the Jaguars win a big game or missing maybe the first quarter because you're trying to get in? Again, the knuckleheads with that stupid ticket uh, way of doing everything electronically. I've had my phone just flip out on me before. You ever had that? Or my- you forget your phone. Like, it happens. It, 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 I guess people forget their tickets as well, too. But I went all the way down to my – back in the day when you did have ticket tickets, like actual tickets, I went all the way down to Miami with a friend who forgot his tickets at home. Luckily – I just emailed him uh, on my phone. So, like, I like it when you have both options available. 96 AFC Championship game when the Jaguars were in Foxborough, and we had just gotten things cranked up at the ball. And we did some sort of a pregame show, and and since Jacksonville shocked everyone, I mean, they, they go to Buffalo and they win. They go to Denver and they win. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, you're going to an AFC Championship game. So everyone freaked out. Ooh, tickets were tough to come by. So I guess they made some sort of deal that year at the radio station where we be- – back then it was like travel – traveling companies were big. You know, you tra- traveling service – I forget what they were called. You, you call like this travel service, and they would hook you up with – Tickets and a hotel and okay and, and all that. That's like a travel agent. Yeah, basically. travel agent. I mean, long gone. It's been gone forever. Yeah. Probably been gone since that game. But <laughs> but um, so we are credentialed. But I had this envelope. And and uh, <laughs> I already know. <laughs> this is a no. This is the greatest story of all time. Okay, and the three of us pulled it off. Myself, Cole Pepper, and Mike Sartori. Okay. I didn't even realize it. I, I, I had done an early pregame, and then they went to Jaguars Radio Network, and I was not part of the Jaguars Radio Network uh, in, in 1996. So I met some Boston buddies at one of those um, dive bars that isn't too far away from the game. And, you know, I, I got my credential. I got my envelope and everything in my pocket. So we go into the gate, uh, credential area, the media entrance, and I take out my credential, Take the envelope and just throw it right in the in the basket. And all of a sudden I see Pepper and Sartori, and they're like, what? They each have two tickets inside their envelope. And I'm like, what what are you talking about? For those people that want it? Well, I I guess they came with two tickets. And I wasn't even aware of the oh, fact that we were credentialed. Wow. So I'm like but I didn't understand it until we were, like, already inside Foxborough Stadium or, or what was going on. So I remember running back down the stairs, going outside, going in a trash bin, and pulling oh, out two tickets. Oh, you in the trash. I, it was in the envelope. Right. Two tickets to an AFC championship game. 
And would you sell them? It took me all of about 45 seconds to walk out and say, I got two tickets here, and I don't remember what I got for them. Oh, my God. And I remember I was scared to talk about it on the air because (laughs) I didn't want to be known as some talk show host who hawked some some tickets in Foxborough. But I had no idea, you know, that was back in the days when I didn't listen all that much. So you were supposed to have given away those tickets. No, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I, I, and again, our, you got to understand, this radio station was so poorly run. Okay. Okay. You it certainly had ru- sounds like that. I mean, that's why. I mean, listen, they fired me and they went under like a year later. Okay. And there was a lot of talent at that radio station. A lot of it here now. They would just rock and roll people who had no clue okay. on how to run a radio station. So I, I might have been too. No, obviously, we should have given them away. <laughs> yes. Okay? Not sold him on the corner. Oh, my but God. But, again, they were so out of it, and I was so out of it, that I didn't even know I had two tickets to a game until I got there. Dude, I went all the way down to Daytona with uh, uh, another radio producer, and we had to set up before the race for a pre-race show, whatever. This was before I was at 1010. Get all the way to Daytona. He forgot his media credential. There you go. I had to go in and throw mine back to him over the fence. Mm-hmm. It's not oh, that really? hard to get in, folks. Yes. Well, I think it's harder now. I'm sure. I would hope. Yeah. Someone's NASCAR asked me. kind of cool. You can bring like your own coolers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Someone's asked me now if I sold them to, uh, <laughs> to a Jaguars fan. No. It, it was like, in Boston. It was like no Jaguar fans there. And, and, and if, if Jaguar fans didn't show up to the stadium in Foxborough trying to get in. I mean, this was in year two of the franchise. And if you were going to the game, you sure as heck had a ticket. <laughs> yeah, right? you didn't drive all the way up, <laughs> fly all the way up there. Yeah, that was um that was definitely bizarre. Hilarious. Uh no question about that. Hey uh Johnny Wilson just announced earlier today that he's returning to Florida State. So really no surprise there. I think he's got to improve his speed, certainly improve his hands. But he had a phenomenal, um, you know, bowl game and went over 200 yards. Uh, also had a large drop in that contest, but certainly happy uh, about what's going on there. And that particular decision, Akeem uh, Dent decided earlier in the week as well that he is returning for Florida State. So just a couple of nuggets uh, that have rolled in here. <laughs> I love this guy lay up the stadium drive. All right, uh, 97.33. Rick, bring them all on. Who cares? We might be the hottest team in football right now. You know what? There's not a lot of teams out there that are begging the face of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It, we went through the playoff machine here a minute ago, even though it's a rematch. L.A. comes in here next week. I love Jacksonville. And, and, and I don't. I'm not going to make a pick on a game like that because you never know what's going to happen to both these teams as far as attrition, right? It's the time of year it all comes down to uh, staying healthy. And are you able? You said uh, nobody's to begging to play the Jags, but I would argue that the Chargers actually are. The, apparently, they're, if you look at the betting line, it appears that they're willing to sit their starters, take this loss this week, in hopes of playing the Jags. As opposed to playing... I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, neither am I. Uh, let's see. Uh, playoff teams not named the Chargers, who we know are in. 
They're not winning the division, but they are in. They're, they're certainly one of the two wildcard teams with Baltimore. Only seeding to play for. Right. It's New England and Miami and Pittsburgh. Those are the three teams fighting for that seventh playoff spot, that third wild card spot. And, you know, that whole scenario about Jacksonville needs three of those teams to lose in order to get in. Forget about that. Just take care of your own business uh, tomorrow night. And, you know, you do advance. Uh, Miami would have to lose to the Jets. The Patriots would have to lose to the Bills. And Pittsburgh would have to lose to Cleveland if Jacksonville was to lose. That would be the only way that they would end up getting in if all three of those things happened. You, you don't want to have to sit around and, oh my uh, God, no. and wait for that. Uh, what else did I see today? It's um, uh, the starting quarterback for Miami. Uh, he, he's, I, I think he's thrown six passes. And they were last week. All year, uh, the rookie, Skyler Thompson, he was a seventh-round selection out of Kansas State. And he is going to be the guy that they are trusting to win a playoff game against tomorrow in their hopes of grabbing that seventh overall wild-card spot. How crazy is that? Not only Tua, but Teddy Bridgewater. And he's, he's playing Flacco, by the way. Who? So the Jets are also on their third quarterback in that mm-hmm. game. It's like I, I heard the number earlier. I think it might be in the 40s number of quarterbacks starting games this year. Yep. Uh, more than 40s, actually. I guess that would make that's not even that much. Um, but uh, real quickly on the AFC neutral site story. Yeah. For the what championship. So they asked. It was rumored all week that. If there's going to be a neutral site game for the AFC title game, it would probably be Indianapolis. Well, actually, it just came out the city of Indianapolis turned down the request from the NFL to host that game because they have a national volleyball tournament Okay, that same weekend. Well, good. Volleyball. You don't want to tell somebody who's... No, I guess made plans with you to kick rocks. No, you can't do that to those no. people. They they have made their uh, for them. It's very important, and the arrangements hotels are booked and- uh, have been made. I I'm sure Roger Goodell made that phone call. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure Roger Goodell he made an appearance today. Would he, I missed it? What did he say? He came out and of course he thanked all the first responders and everything, and he let us know that there was never a perfect solution. Mm. So if you don't like what I did. It's because there wasn't a perfect solution. We did the best we could. I I saw that the Jacksonville Icemen are moving up their game tomorrow. Yep, and to, I believe JU as well. Uh, to accommodate what is going on. I'm, and I know that a lot of uh, local officials worked hard on that, but I'm sure Roger Goodell picked up the phone and said, hey, uh, Jacksonville Icemen, can you do us a favor here? This is Roger Goodell with the NFL. Do you mind moving that game up? You think, I mean, do you think big business, NFL, do you think anyone cares about anything else that's going on? It's like, listen, well, you have what scheduled? Uh, well, sorry, playoff game. And they actually made a mistake. I haven't complained about it all week. But that scenario with Detroit and Seattle, that game Not should be played at the tomorrow same night. Time. Yeah, I mean, that game, but if you played Detroit and Green Bay tomorrow night, there wouldn't be any of that. Well, Seattle already won, so it doesn't mean as much now for Detroit. It still would have been 
a mammoth game with the thinking, all right, Detroit wins, they're in, we'll see what happens tomorrow with L.A. and Seattle, where that game's now over by the time Green Bay and Detroit takes the field. And I I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I always thought that on the last week of the season, they played all the games at the same time. You know, like 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and they made sure that any teams with the same, you know, battling for the same spot would start at the exact same time. I guess I'm wrong about that, or they just tried to do something new this year. Hmm. But this is that's a really bad idea. Yeah, it's always, I, I think it's always been this way, if I remember correctly. I just don't remember Saturday games on the last week of the season, but I'm obviously wrong about that. Also want to thank you folks out there. I've heard from every stadium in the country that has troughs. <laughs> yes, we're getting a lot of that. <laughs> Nebraska, Penn State. I mean, I've heard from them all. I don't, it, I'm not surprised by either of those. We care about that. We, we, we do, and uh, we appreciate the input. All right, coming up on the other side, a few more of those, and let's make our weekly picks, get you ready for Hacker at 8 o'clock. Again, get to the stadium early, get to the gate to get into the stadium early. Believe it. It's ticking the time. It'll get there before you know it. Tomorrow night at 8.15, the Jaguars knocking off the Titans in order to get. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, final moments with Ballou and JJ. We're back Monday at 6 o'clock. Just bragging. Just bragging about a Jaguars win. I uh, do want to send out a heavenly 58th birthday to my good buddy, Doug Zani, no longer with us. I know his wife, Tammy, both his kids. Uh, celebrating it tonight, he would have been 58. They're huge Jag fans. will be at the game tomorrow. They're also Georgia Dog fans. So, for them, Big weekend. For them, they'll be celebrating a national title on uh, Monday night. And uh, looking forward to – I'm actually going to play golf with Hayden on Tuesday, Doug's son. So, really good man. And uh, he left way, way too soon. Happy birthday. All right, Ferris is his daughter as well. Outstanding uh, young lady as well. Let's, uh, let's get to our picks. 109 and 66 is Baloo. 101 and 74 is JJ. We don't have much time, so let's get straight to it. TCU, Georgia, well – Obviously, I'm taking the dogs. Yep. I like Georgia. I like Georgia to cover. All right. Tomorrow, it's Ravens-Bengals. Which way are you going? Uh, Bengals. I am as well. No Lamar Jackson. I mean, pretty simple. It's going to be Skylar Thompson against Joe Flacco. Wow. Can't wait for that. Uh... I'm going to take my... Can I really? Yeah. I'm going to take Miami. They got a lot to play for. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Dolphins as well. This is one of those, even though I need to make up room. Yeah, this is one of these deals that, that you'd be a fool to bet on a game like that. All right, you're up, New England Buffalo. I think Buffalo's been through a lot this week. Um, I feel like an idiot doing this, but I'm taking the Pats to win. Respect that, uh, considering the uh, the set of circumstances. I'm gonna take Buffalo. At home. Maybe the hardest game on the board for me to choose is Houston oh, at I Indianapolis. I'm going to pick this one. Yeah, if mean, you're betting on this, yeah. seek help immediately. I'm going to take Houston on the road. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I yeah, I guess they've been playing well. I'll, I'll take Indy just right. to be different. Pittsburgh playing host to Cleveland. You're up. Um, I'm gonna take. I usually take the team with something to play for, but I think Pittsburgh sucks, man. Um, I, I think Deshaun wants to look semi decent before the year ends. I'm gonna take the Browns. All right, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Pretty graphic with your opinion there. I mean, you're making fans all over. The one-time rival, <laughs> Pittsburgh, it's now all Tennessee. If they get in the playoffs, I'll be upset. They're LA, tough to watch. All right, LAR, it's Seattle. Um, I got to take Seattle here. I like um, Baker with the Rams. Good. So I'm taking them. Right back at you. Tampa Bay, who's in, visiting Atlanta. I'm going to go with Atlanta because Tampa's playing the back. All right. I'm going to go with Tampa anyway. I think Atlanta is uh, is spent. Wow. So, all of a sudden, we get a lot of different picks here. Detroit and Green Bay, absolute. Uh, who's up? Uh, uh, you're up. I'm going to take Green Bay. Agreed. And Jacksonville, Tennessee, <laughs> you're up first. No question. I'm taking the Jags. I, I think your prediction of 14 points for, uh, uh, for the Titans is a little much. Yeah? I got a 31-14 final. I'm, I'm taking Jacksonville. 10-ish. What do you think? 31-21 or something? Like 28-10. 28? All right, 28-10. All right, so you got them by 18. I got them by 17. I'm going 31-14. All right, we both like the Dogs to win a natty. We both like the Bengals against the Ravens. We'll both take Miami against the Jets. Uh, JJ's going to take New England in Buffalo. I'm going to take the Bills. I like Houston at Indy. J.J.'s taking the Colts. Uh, J.J.'s taking Cleveland at Pittsburgh. I'll take the Steelers. You like the Rams at Seattle. I'll take the Seahawks. I'm taking Tampa Bay at Atlanta. You like the Falcons. We both like the Packers, and we both love the Jaguars. That is it. Show is over. Hackers next. Folks, looking forward to seeing you all out there tomorrow at the bank. It's going to be one of those incredible weekends it's going on right now and certainly tomorrow then you get a day to rest the hangover on sunday no 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 no. the continuous party continues on sunday be safe folks get there early respect those to the left and right of you for jj my name is rick blue have a great weekend i'll see you tomorrow night at the bank the jaguars heading to the playoffs